It's time for the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. And now, your hosts, Rob Roberts and Shane. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome back. It's another edition of the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. My name is Rob Roberts, and with me here, as always, say hello to Shane. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Thank you. Did you have fun at Power Morphicon? Yes. Yes. I know this isn't the show for Power Rangers, but, um, you know, was well, did anything like... Were you guys playing Pokemon Go at the event, or was... Yeah, I started playing a little bit, because our hotel room had two Pokestops just from in bed, so that was easy. And other people were playing as well. But I guess if you want to relate it back to anything, you know, Pokemon-related... The current Blue Ranger, when I was getting his autograph, we talked about how I traded him a shiny Beldum on Twitter back when he was filming the show because he was filming in New Zealand and couldn't get the event Pokemon. So that was cool that he remembered that. So you helped the Power Ranger out? Yes. All right. <laughs> so, okay. I like how you tie the worlds together like that. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we have a guest here in studio this week as well. Yes, we do. Um, I don't know how to introduce him. I know I'm supposed to do it, but... Here's Tyler from work. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good to be here. Hey, Tyler from work. How you doing? Hey, not too bad. From work is his last name. <laughs> yes. Every, everybody uses a stage name, right? I'm yes. Rob Roberts, Shane Linko. Well, I don't even use it. I just say I'm Shane. All right. That's my name. So then we have Tyler from work. Tyler right. from work. Awesome. Well, how you doing, Tyler? Good. Welcome to the show. Um, you. So you play, what, Pokemon Go, right? Everybody's playing Pokemon Go, right? Yeah, I've set it down after, you know, I guess for a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, I've been pretty active since it's released. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys, you guys go on adventures together sometimes, right? Downtown or something? Um, like after work? Back when it was like, you know, actually working and we could hunt Pokemon, we were doing <laughs> that. Um, so, do, so you kind of have dwindled from playing it? You're not playing it as much? Yeah, since the tracker got kind of canned and isn't really working as expected or as it used to, it's been harder to play and hunt the Pokemon that I really want, but... Mm-hmm. Semi-occasionally, it's kind of cool to go downtown and hit the Pokestops when there's lures out and about. And, you know, even like we're going to go to San Francisco today or San Jose, that'd be pretty fun to go just at least pull the application up again. We're going to go load up on Magikarps. Yeah, exactly. Actually, since we'll be in San I was just realizing since we'll be in San Francisco for a bit, we get to see that new tracker in action because that's the one yeah, place where it's true. being tested. So, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have been taping this after the, our trip today. <laughs> no, it's not that important. <laughs> well, it's, some, it's something to look forward to next week. Sure. Probably by the time they've rolled it out for everybody because I imagine any day now they're going to roll that out for everybody. They've been testing that in San Francisco for like a week, which... In, in Pokemon Go terms is forever, right? They, <laughs> uh, clearly, they didn't last the beta long enough, so why not? Let's just, let's just roll it. Do you think they should just roll out that feature for everybody already? Get people back into the tracking of Pokemon? Yes. Yeah? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'd love to have some way of tracking them instead of just the, the no footprint or the grass. It's the whole... It, basically, uh, the scanner will show you pictures of Pokestops that are nearby, and if there's a Pokemon near the Pokestop, and if you tap on it, it, the map actually does this new thing where it zooms out and shows you, here's the Pokestop, and then zooms back in to where you're at. So you can actually find your way over to where... So it's going to change things up significantly. No, yeah, that'd be great. I think definitely... Well, I, I can't... I feel like they had to have had something like this in motion already, but it definitely seems something to quell the 
pro Pokevision crowd that wanted to be told exactly how to pinpoint the Pokemon and where it was. So it seems like you'll kind of have a mix and match. There'll be some Pokemon and Pokestops, and then some will still be in that grass thing that you're going to have to triangulate or whatever. Like, you know, it's going to be a lot harder than it was before. Sort of a random encounter kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. All right. Kind of. So you played the handheld games as well, though, right? Yeah. uh, started Started on blue, red. Mm-hmm. And essentially stopped after Ruby. I guess I played Diamond and Pearl too. Yeah, um, but, but we I don't just talk recently... about Diamond and Pearl because they just weren't that great. <laughs> really, I've actually never heard you shade a Pokemon. Platinum game. is good. Okay, the third in the series for that generation. But I, I'm not a fan of Diamond and Pearl. See, I'm like most people, where it's like I played the first few games, then I kind of took a break for a little while. Because of Shane's peer pressure, I've definitely played X and Y, and you know it's the, my hero's power, not peer yeah. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I th- I think you are like almost almost every other guest we've had on the show, and a lot of people have been talking to about Pokemon about that. Uh, you know they were they they remember Red and Blue, or they remember the anime from a long time ago. They played some of the games and then kind of fell out of it, and now Pokemon Go is like bringing it all back. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely renewed my nostalgia goggles for. For Pokemon as a whole, I guess the game, the gaming side of Pokemon, um, was a big fan of the anime when I was a little kid. Grandpa would always record it when it would come on mm-hmm. on four kids TV or whatever. And <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I was every single game all the way from Game Boy Color up to Game Boy Advance. And then when I got my DS, I was on uh, Pearl. And then it just kind of stopped after what middle of high school. And then now the Pokemon Go's come back out, and I'm an adult. It's strange and 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 very refreshing. Well, you know, um, a big thing that's in the news this week, and sorry, Shane, if this is something that was on your list, but um, they actually have come out and said the 3DS was the best-selling console this last month, you know, compared to PlayStation 4, Xbox One. The 3DS was sold huge. I want to say the sales of Pokemon X and Y were up something like 200%, and, uh, you know, Alpha and Omega were also up, not quite as high as X and Y, but they were up. And Nintendo credits that to Pokemon Go. Yeah, I'm one of those people that contributed. I started playing Pokemon Go, started talking to Shane at work about getting a 3DS, and mm-hmm. picked one up off of eBay. Um, it came with uh, Well, Alpha if you Sapphire. got it off eBay, it didn't contribute. Well, I bought my own copy of, of Pokemon <laughs> Okay, Y, so that's did. cool. But it did. Yeah, I'll definitely be pre-ordering or at least uh, purchasing Sun and Moon when one of them, or one of the others, uh, when it comes out. So do you guys think that this is going to continue on with the new games and the Sun and Moon coming out? That this is going to continue the trend and Sun and Moon tends, could sell better than any other game in the first week? Um, I, could, I could see it really, really helping out. I don't think it's going to continue past Sun and Moon, though, mainly because Pokemon Go has become very popular when it's first released. Um, but, you know... People are definitely being driven away with it without the tracker being introduced and server instabilities and even application instabilities for a lot of the phones. Um, I could see it being a boost for the the actual sales for the portable games, um, but I don't think it's going to continue for the next one or anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a sort of a one-hit wonder, and then it'll die off after everyone's done with the fad. Well, I do think it's interesting, though, that you know um, we, we talked about in the beginning how Nintendo really didn't have a lot to do with Pokemon Go. You know, their name is not in the credits. Mm-hmm. You know, Pokemon Company is a second-party company that worked with Niantic, who really did the bulk of the development for the game. You know, Nintendo, really, it's just their... Uh, property and you know to to be fair, obviously Awada, Miyamoto, some of the big names at Nintendo at the time uh, certainly lent their feedback and so forth. But in all for all practical purposes, it's not really a Nintendo game. 
And um, we heard the stories about how Nintendo's stock took off when Pokemon Go came out. And then the stock came back down when people realized, actually, Nintendo has nothing to do with this. Yeah. But now we're kind of seeing where, wait a minute, but Nintendo stands to gain a lot from it still. So this is why folks like Awada when he was alive and Miyamoto all had a say in this because they stand to win as well. And this is kind of showing that now. Yeah, that and, whole brand awareness. And most people don't know that Niantic and, and Nintendo aren't really together on this one. Yeah. And I, I think, I guess, the ignorance is really helping Nintendo out. Um, or I guess not really ignorance, but just the fact that they're not educated that po- that Nintendo isn't really part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's going to be anything that continues beyond Sun and Moon. Um, I'd like to be proved wrong. I would love to see... Pokemon make a much larger and more powerful powerful resurgence into the gaming market, into the the entertainment market, more than what it's currently at right now, just because of... I guess it's more of just a nostalgic factor for me, but I would love to see it continue. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into some news about these upcoming games, uh, I always ask the guests, favorite Pokemon Ever. You can only pick one. Oh, God. Uh, See, isn't that a terrible question? It's so hard to pick just one. Yeah, it is. Like, it's hard Shane's to pick Shane's going to give me crap for it, too. Because he's... I, I'm more of a Gen 1 uh, fanatic. Go, you know what? Go for it. Don't let Shane influence you on that. Shaking you, my head over here. You know what? If Pokemon Go is what brought you back, then obviously you're going to be a little partial <laughs> to Gen 1. Uh, it's, it's a really, really tough tie between Dratini or Kabutops, I'd have to say. Okay. Yeah. Why why Kabutops? Cuz Kabuto was kind of mm, that's I mean Kabuto's the cute one, right? But Kabutops I think is just a a cooler version of Scyther, really. Okay. I got you. You see, I associate Kabuto with that Burger King promotion from like 20 years ago when that was the only Pokemon anyone ever got in their little toys was that crappy <laughs> little I think it's shot water or something stupid. So, and I just I just associated with that. So, but that's cool. Yeah. I like I like uh, Kabutops. So, Cool. All right. Well, um, we're going to get into some news about what's going on with the games. I want to ask real quick, though. So um, we're taping this on Saturday uh, with Pokemon Worlds going on. It's going on right now. So have you been watching the event? Yes. And how's it? I haven't watched today. I mean, it's only been on for an hour. It's been fun. It's been interesting because so I don't care about the card game that much, even though I've played it before and and understand it enough. It's cool. And I don't really care about Pokemon tournaments, so I didn't watch any of those matches, but I was watching the VGC, and people have some weird teams in these first rounds. Like You don't like watching Pokemon Tournament? I think it's mm, I like how it switches between two D and three D. I, I, I think I, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I don't think it's bad to watch, but if I have a choice, I'm gonna watch just the regular game. Do you play Pokemon Tournament? Have you played that on Wii U? Tournament? I haven't. I really want to pick it up. Uh-huh. Um knowing that it's it's from or I guess partially from the creators of Tekken. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a Tekken fan since Tekken two on PS one. I think I think you'll enjoy it. I, I really like how it switches between the two D and the three D. I think that's kind of something new you haven't really seen in a fighting game before. Yeah. And so the fact that it's like that and Pokemon are in it, I yeah. think that's why this game is doing like so much better, especially in the competitive community. I don't think people expected this game to do so well in the competitive community. Yeah. I don't know if people wrote it off as like, oh, a kid's game or oh, Tekken hasn't been a huge deal in a long time or what, but it seems like Pokemon just kinda Hits all the right notes. Anyway, sorry not to not to distract too much, but I got I had to show Pokin a little love. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, it's just interesting seeing these first round teams going through. Like there was this one girl who had a Slowbro 
and a Raichu on her team and used them. And she won the battle I saw. I don't know. There's the second battle that she had. Uh, you said she. You, you're the one that saw that one, right, Tyler? I saw the later battle. Uh, Did I she was, win? I couldn't say. I was working. Okay. Um, had oh, yeah. the stream open on my other machines. <laughs> so. May have been at work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just interesting to see. Today will probably be more interesting, and then tomorrow is is you know the top cut. So we'll get our champion tomorrow, and that'll be fun to watch. And I will watch it. Yeah. So last week, uh, Mike and I talked about how people were getting screwed out of these flights and hotels and all mm-hmm. that. Because Nintendo just suddenly decided, oh, we're going to cut this off. Yeah. Um, what you know, you're more tapped into the fandom and looking at all those sites than than I am. Admittedly, what's been your take and perspective well, on what happened with all this? Because you, you should be there, right? Yeah, now. I wanted to go there. Um, it was super dumb of them. I think that was just a ridiculous decision, especially to announce it so last minute. People were mad. What I'm hearing today is that uh, at random spots in the city, they are offering spectator badges for today only. So it's super random, it sounds like. They only have a limited amount. So people can go and watch if they're not done yet. But so, so that's th- that's dumb. It's like, okay, the people that have paid so much money to fly out here, get their hotel, you may have a chance to get it now, but you kind of have to be in tune with like what's going on down on the floor to huh. find out. Because I saw it retweeted from Sarah B. Um, so yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But yet now you have gotten this idea that we're going to go all go out there anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, Why yeah. Is that? Because the Pokemon Center is still open to the public. I found that out yesterday from uh, some guys actually I made friends with at Power Morphicon. They were coming up to San Francisco right after to, to have a little vacation. And one of them texted me. He's like, hey, we just picked up all this stuff from the Pokemon Center. It's actually open to the public. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he showed me the picture of the stuff they got. I'm like, okay, well... Bye. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go over to San Francisco. All right. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I, I don't know if you'll luck out getting three spectator badges for all of us. No, but so no, we wouldn't up. get spectator. I don't care about that at this point because we got other plans. It's just the Pokemon <laughs> Center that we got to hit today. Yeah, got to hit the merch booth. Yeah, that was literally like 90% of why I wanted to go. The other 10% was just to be there, to be like, hey, I'm at a Pokemon Worlds. This is awesome. But as we'll get into, I mean, they already dropped like their news announcement yesterday anyway for, you know, Pokemon games. So, well, let's let's roll right into that news for this week. Shane. No, no, no. We're going to rewind. OK. And talk about last week. <laughs> OK. Because I wasn't here. Yeah, you know, so, no, you so, weren't. It was kind of pleasant with you. Not so being I have to clear <laughs> things up about like uh, the Pokemon stuff and uh, my feelings on these Pokemon things. And now we also have a guest who can talk about it, too. Fair enough. So, first of all, there was a trailer last week, which you all should have seen by now. Okay, let's not repeat all of last week's I'm not episode. going to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm setting it up. And so, first things first, we have our team. It's Team Skull. One thing I wanted to point out, besides that they're awesome, and I like that the grunts have pink and blue hair. That's cool. Um, is that the leader, Guzma, he has this backstory with Kukui. They are people who could not become trial captains. So that's going to tie heavily into the storyline. Kukui? Yeah, that's the professor. Yeah, no, I know that is the professor. The professor couldn't become a captain either? Yeah, if you watch the trailer, oh, you, just, you no, saw I, that. For, I guess I missed that in the description. I get that for Team Skull, but I didn't. I wouldn't think the professor was in that same boat. That's yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm fast-forwarding while we... I mean, saw. the fact that, you know, 
the the antagonist team is made up of rejects. That makes sense. I get that. That's a very typical plot. But the professor being involved in that, that's uh, that's surprising. Well, it's, I mean, just because he's couldn't be a captain. Here, the quote is, fellow rejects who never could become captains. Huh. So Interesting. Whatever. Uh, Guzma seems kind of crazy, so he'll be fun. Those captains ain't so bad. We're going to kick all their butts anyway or, the or find them ingredients or whatever because that's <laughs> one of their challenges was well, this an mmo um go basically get, go get six bat ears from the cave of mystery and bring them back to me yeah, okay i gotta hit my dailies oh if there are pokemon dailies uh it's over for me <laughs> uh anyway so let's talk about the pokemon real quick um first let's start off with the alolan forms so we got an Alolan Marowak, which is super cool. So hype. Yeah, I, I love his design. I love that he's Ghost Fire. I'm sorry, Fire Ghost. Um, he's just so cool looking. His little dancey twirl that he does with his flaming uh, bone he holds is awesome. Uh, Alolan Raichu, which is now uh, Electric Psychic. Well, it's a little surfing on its tail is adorable. Um, Raichu's always been stupid looking to me. This one's less stupid. You can stupid. get out of here. Um, well, Raichu was just like the fat Pikachu that nobody loved. And now it's like, well, I can I know, I, Okay, no, no, no. You're wrong because I know tons of people that love Raichu. Well, no, Raichu's love, great. They just love fat Pikachu. How dare, how dare he come in here and be all like, look at all this stuff you got wrong last week. And then in, in the same breath say, and nobody likes Raichu. And it's like, you liar. Like, well, I mean, tons of people love Raichu. He's wrong anyways because he's a first-gen hater anyways. That's, I, so. Oh, that's a very good point. I'm, we need this guy on more often. I am not a first-gen <laughs> hater. I am a... Hater of people that think the only thing that matters is first gen. Well, that's well. You're, you're For, still you're still sort of wrong in that regard because no, no, without no. first gen there'd be no second gen. <laughs> okay, but first gen is not like the pinnacle that everything should try to like I, strive to be. I do. I, look, I, I agree. There, there's more Pokemon out there than first gen. I certainly agree with that. And there's even some like you, super adorable stuff. The Alolan forms, you know, because they've all been first gen. Like that's. Awesome. Those things I like. But like if you think like you say, oh, this is stupid in this generation because it's not creative or anything. I'm like, okay, look at first gens just as not creative. But your little like rose colored glasses are are, like messing all this up for you. And your argument is stupid. There's some really silly stuff in first gen, obviously. Like Voltorb is is kind of ridiculous. Those are the people that think. (laughs) That nothing like can touch first gen in terms of design and stuff like that. That's what bothers me. Don't you think though these Alolan forms are kind of a way to reach people like Tyler, like me, that yeah, kind of no. checked out after first gen? Yes. Yeah, and that's fine. That's totally cool. Do that, but also just realize there were 151 Pokemon then. There are 721 now. If you don't count anything from Sun and Moon, so. There are more out there that you should be paying attention to. If if Oshawott was first gen, the story would be completely different. I just want you to know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is not true. Not and, true. And all. I and kind of touching on, on Rob's idea that, that the Alolan forms are, are are I guess a way to try to reach back out to the I guess the originals or the the people that picked it up when they were kids and dropped it later on kind of thing. It it does bring sort of a it does breathe a new breath into 
you know, buying yet another generation of Pokemon games for me. And, you know, seeing the, the Alolan form of Sandslash and Raichu, and I'm not sure if it's a rumored or confirmed uh, fighting version of Alakazam. That's rumored. That's rumored. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty stoked for that. Or, uh, I mean, it, it can bring some of the, the old timers back into it, as sort of how, how Pokemon Go did for me. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to say that I'll be pre-ordering or buying it on release. Um, it, it definitely does bring some excitement to the to the new game. And that's fine, as long as you can recognize that first gen is not the only thing that matters. I, I'm saying that the first gen, to me, is the best gen, but it's not the only thing that matters at all. And th- that's okay. It's the people that say it's the only thing that matters that bother okay. me. Anyway, let's move on from... Th- well, no, really quick. Let's about, go back and rehash last week's show. About fat, fat uh, psychic Raichu. Um, so one thing you guys didn't touch on is his ability. It's a brand new ability. It's Surge or yeah, Surge Surf. I have to go click on it again to make sure that's right. Yeah, S- Surge Surfer. And so if the terrain is electric, he gets double the speed. And that's awesome. It's brand new. All right. Now, backstory for this Alolan Meowth. Get a text from Rob. Rob's like, quick, what's your thoughts on the new Meowth? And you wouldn't read them on the show because you said I had to say them because, what, it's offensive? Yes, it's offensive. <laughs> okay. So what I said was they clearly mislabeled it. It's not dark type. It's fairy type. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not really digging the Alolan Meowth. It's just dark type. Yeah. He's... You know, just just go, go hate in your corner. Go hate in your corner. I love Alolan Meowth. Really? That's not surprising. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Yeah, nothing else about Alolan Meowth. Uh, <laughs> the new poke- uh, Pokemon. Morlol, the uh, grass fairy mushroomy Pokemon, not popsicles. God forbid <laughs> it would ever be popsicles. Um, it's cute. like it. Just some mushrooms. I believe that actually lines up with one of the rumors, too, that came out, that there would be a mushroom Pokemon. This uh, kind of fits that bill. Pukumuku, uh, you guys were trying to figure out what it was. Literally, the category is sea cucumber Pokemon. It's a sea cucumber, and he had, his ability innards out is awesome. Um, and you see this in the Japanese trailer more than I. Didn't li- I it was weird. I didn't like it at all. I think it's adorable. It's got such a sad backstory. How it will find a spot it likes and never leave, so much that it will starve to death because it will not want to leave. So that's adorable. You know, starving to death. Um, <laughs> the ability innards out is cool. Not only is it just like, you know, an attack if you die, but it deals back the amount of damage that you took to kill you. So in the Japanese trailer for this week's worth of Pokemon, um, it actually shows a, uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, Hariyama, I think. Uh, he killed the Pukumuku. And innards out ended up killing the Hariyama as well. So I thought that's really cool. I could see that being a viable, sort of a viable transition Pokemon mm-hmm. in both competitive and even just, you know, getting through the game. If you're one of those purists that doesn't use the EXP share and stuff like that, using that Pukumuku to get through, you know, I guess just to sacrifice a bunch of hyper potions or revives to get your team back up and going again, you know, you really have to kind of tiptoe around him to make sure that you don't blow them away in one or two hits because that can severely damage your team if you're going after one well the other thing is you have to make sure that when he dies 
basically he dies to a, like a super effective critical hit yeah because you don't want him dying to like a burn or a poison because the damage dealt back is going to be so low yeah he'd be he'd be good as like a baton pass sort of a hot swap into say an electric type or what, what what's his typing again he is purely water purely water yeah so electric or grass or something like that and then just watch him get blown apart and then you know, watching the person that attacked him just get, <laughs> I guess, just double-edged sword right back into their, into their party leader's bucket. Yeah. But I think I think that's going to be an interesting sort of setup uh, in the competitive scene. I think it'll be interesting watching some of the some of the tournaments and streams. I I am excited to see what he can do, and if he gets an evolution, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. And possibly gross, because <laughs> his insides already come out. So. Um, the last new Pokemon from last week is Wishy-Washy, uh, an adorable, dumb little fish Pokemon that's just water. Uh, he's got two forms, his solo form and his uh, school form. His ability is schooling, which the English site says uh, under certain conditions he can change into his school form, which is scary. It's awesome. It's huge. It's like it rivals like Gyarados in size. Um Here's the thing, though. If you watch the Japanese trailer, um, you will see Wishiwashi start in solo form, and then his little ability window will pop up, and he turns into his school form. He fights a Magnazone, I think it is, yep. and deals a lot of damage. The Magnazone, uh, super effective, hits him back, knocks him out of schooling form. So that's interesting. So it's yeah. not like a permanent form change because of that ability something triggers it and something can kick you out of it too. I'm kind of anxious to learn what that does yes. and how it's procced and how it's, how it's controlled. But because I feel like that school form is going to be a beast. Yeah. Speaking of the school form, I, I really like that idea. I, I brought it up with you at work yesterday that I wish that the, the model was a little bit better shaped and textured mm-hmm. um, because it, he just kind of, he just looks like a big blobby fish and not a fish made up of fish. Um, which I guess can be sort of contributed to the graphical limitations, the graphic limitations and sort of the, the way that the, the Pokemon have always been drawn and created. They, they've never been super Super overly intricate. Yeah. Yeah, It's though. I I wish it would have just been a little bit better of a job at sort of creating coloring and texturing this guy. Um, but I mean, if, if we can figure out how the, how the school form works, um, He's really cool in my eyes. I think he's yeah. got a place on my team. So right now he has one on mine too. Yeah. Especially if I'm ditching Poplio, um, I do need a, like a cool water yeah, with one. That so. atrocious final evolution. <laughs> my team is going to be nothing but Gen One Alolan forms just to uh, make Shane mad. Uh, I like yeah. the Alolan forms, except for Fairy Meowth. I mean, Dark Type Meowth. <laughs> so I, I, I like the uh, and you were hunting um, shiny Sandshrews yesterday, and uh, yeah, you have Omega Ruby, one. right? Meowth is dark type because he's an expert at throwing shade. Just saying. Again, Ooh. he's actually fairy type then. <laughs> um, okay, that's it for last week's news. Are you happy now, Rob, that we got through it because we had to fix things? I think that's more of... I, I, yeah, it was more like I, I want to interject my big fat opinion on because I missed last week. So <laughs> I, I don't tell you why everybody else was wrong. Yes, <laughs> I, I kept it nice. Anyway, this week we got more Pokemon. Because um, we had two conventions going on. We, we have Gamescom and we have the Pokemon Worlds yes. going on. So Gamescom this week announced a new Pokemon and his name is Turtonator. 
He is a fire dragon. He is the blast turtle Pokemon. Super awkward looking. Yeah, he's got the ability shell armor too, which is whatever. But yeah, he's awkward. He uh, he looks like a cross between a turtle, a duck, and a snork. I was going to say turducken, but I guess it's turduck. Tersnorkin. 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 <laughs> that is his name from now on. Tersnorkin. I'll nickname mine. He's he's really cool. I, I like his abilities, his typing. It's it's the aesthetic that kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, it does I look better in the video. Yeah. That official art is, is what's really The killer, official art's got that really sort of derpy, sassy, over-the-shoulder, like, come get some look. It's just a... I don't know. The... The concept is a really cool idea. I think it could have been better executed, but also he does look decent inside of the game uh, mm-hmm. in that little bit of the trailer that you did get to see. Um, he also, I think, has a pretty pretty high spot on my team just due to his typing and ability. Yeah, Fire Dragon. Yeah. Pretty good. And what was the what was the name of the ability again? Just the oh, it's it's just shell armor. That's normal. I mean, that ability's always been there. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but he does have a new move called Shell Trap, which is basically. That's it a fire version of counter because he sets the trap at the beginning of the turn. If it's hit by a physical attack during the turn, shell trap triggers an explosion that will deal much greater damage to the opponent. Rob, what do you think of this Pokemon? Did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer and I, I, it's kind of like one of those things again, where my team space is so limited. You have to really make an impression. Okay, and this But you one also have really to realize it. your team's going to change until you get to the end. Cause mm. not everybody's going to be available on, in route one. <laughs> I, I just I, okay cool like it's a you know again I don't think there's been a Pokemon yet announced that I've been like I hate this Pokemon I mean the the Puku on you or whatever is Pukumuku's adorable no, he's it's a great. little it's he's a little great. weird it's a little weird looks like an imploding belly button but um <laughs> I, I I just yeah uh, I they're all cute so it's not a bad Pokemon yeah. Um... All right. Next up, uh, Worlds Yesterday announced a new Pokemon named Crab Brawler. He is the boxing Pokemon. He is a fighting type with a uh, hypercutter or iron fist as his ability. He is kind of amazing looking. He, uh, he's got a little punchy glove claws. His move is called Iron Fist? No, that's his ability. Okay, this is okay, but that's just begging to go in Pokemon tournament because no, tech, tech, Iron Fist is not. A, it's an ability, so it's innate. It's not like a movie. Oh, I was to say Tekken was all about the King of Iron King Fist. Of the Iron Fist tournament. So yeah. I'm just like, there's 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 a story there. But anyway, no. I think this, he's too small to really be a viable uh, addition to the roster in yeah, Pokemon tournament. He's too. only two feet high. Yeah, well, <laughs> you'd you know, <laughs> well, if I guess you were, gun was in Tekken. So for, whatever. for Pokemon, it's like you know, if I were to guess what Pokemon they would have put in Pokemon. I think I maybe would have got two that were actually on the roster. Yeah. So <laughs> you never know what they're going to put in there. But anyway, I think uh, this one's super adorable. I this Pokemon. I like so that he's cute. got like a little swollen eyelid, like he's been punched in the face a lot. Yeah. But I liked him until I found out what he was based on, which is the coconut crab. It makes me like him even more. I, I, I thought he was based on the mantis shrimp. My, mm-hmm. I guess originally when I saw him, and the mantis shrimp is just a really cool animal, anyways. But the coconut crab is. One absolutely terrifying. It's basic. Yeah, I mean Shane can kind of describe him, but he's he's pretty cool. I mean, knowing what he's based off of now makes me like him even more. And it's a shame that uh, Wishy Washy is going to be my main water type. Oh no, he's a fighting well, type. He's only. fighting. That's he's, right. He's not so water. He might be there too. I don't know if the Alakazam 
is going to be a fighting type. But Rob, do you know what coconut crab is? I I don't think Bring so. Bring it up. Let me look. Huge. I can't see. He's got this iPad. Something like it. That oh, it's the the crab is the size of that trash can. Yeah, that's adorable. Massive. Really? <laughs> no, but the 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 it, that doesn't the the Pokemon doesn't look anything like that. It looks close. Enough, I love yeah. the oversized boxing gloves. Really make it for me. I think it's yeah. adorable because it's so like over the top. I He's love got it. that kangaroo jack type appeal. Yes. Um, oh my god, that's a great reference. Yes. Yeah. He's cute. The trailer that they introduced him. In, in worlds was awesome it had like boxing noises and he was like <laughs> knocking out every overused pokemon from vgc 2015 and some of them still in this uh 16 too but it was awesome it was a great way to introduce him which i've got to say was a was a very nice attention to detail on their part and a very great observation on your part so showing that he was knocking everybody out of all the overused pokemon from the last tournaments. Yeah, one, one don't, don't inflate his ego that much. Please don't. Don't <laughs> come on the show and inflate his ego. I'm just that, saying that was it, a great I have a observation. Hard time. I have you know? a hard enough time. Um, beyond him, we got the three Pokemon that were from Koro Koro that had not been officially introduced yet. First one is uh, Beware's um, pre-evolution, Stuffle. It's the flailing Pokemon. It's normal fighting, just like Beware. It's got fluff, fluffy and klutz as its abilities, just like beware. And it's super cute. It's basically a stuffed animal. It even has a tag on its butt. Yeah, I like even when I was talking about the Gen One Alolan thing earlier. Like, I, I'm obviously lying because I, I have to have this one on my team. I have to. It's adorable. I like both that, forms. Like it's flailing when it's attacking, and then it falls over. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, Shane was losing it over him yesterday. Yes, the the, the tag on the butt. Come on. Yeah, it, com- it completes the look. It's it's really cool. I wonder what his shiny is. Like, I really oh, want to know. Of course, of course. <laughs> the I tag can... is just a different color. That's the oh, shiny. Oh, that would still be worth it. <laughs> um, next, we got Sandy Gast, the uh, Sand Heap Pokemon. Oh, I like him. Ghost Ground with a brand new ability called Water Compaction. Um, let's talk about that ability first because it has the potential to be cool, um, though there is one thing holding it back. So water compaction, when he gets hit with a water um, attack, uh, his defense stat will go up by two. But that's just regular defense. Most water moves are special. So yeah. I'm not sure how great it's going to be, but it's a neat idea. It um, is a great idea. Um, boosting the regular defense, though... Well, I could see why they did it because, like you said, every every water attack, most every water attack is a special attack, mm-hmm. and having it boost special defense would break it. I mean, it would That's just true. be a super broken Pokemon. But you know, then again, um, you know, he could be he could be just kind of a tank, soak up a few hits, and then when their physical, you know, I guess room clear essentially is brought back out, then he'll just kind of soak up the rest of the hits and not really flinch at that. But it'll be it'll be kind of interesting to see the application, you know, even if there isn't a, a practical competitive application for him. I still think he's a really cool looking Pokemon and a really cool idea for a Pokemon. Uh, just kind of seeing him put into the game and being used for that uh, would be interesting to see. And its backstory is super messed up. Super how, messed how up and manipulates awesome. Manipulates children into gathering sand to increase the size of its body. How like people in Alola stick their hands in its mouth as like um, a test of courage because it'll suck the vitality from people and Pokemon. 
It's pretty cool. A little disturbing. Yes. Which I mean, in introducing that kind of that kind of lore onto a Pokemon like that, there's there's a few Pokemon throughout all the generations that have been sort of on that level of creepy, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, but putting it into a game like that, I I don't know. I don't know what the point of it was essentially because there's not any sort of creepy factor that's usually put into games into the Pokemon games like that. I mean, I could see it being. I guess kind of a, a sidestep on the anime side, like when they went and fought Sabrina in the first uh, season or series, kind of introducing that, that that scary, creepy fact, you know, where she was controlling the doll and stuff like that. But I actually remember that. That was super creepy for a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was I was little when that was recorded, and yeah, let's not talk about age. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, introducing the Pokemon like that and putting the lore behind it's pretty cool, but. You know that you don't. You're not going to see that side of the lore when you're playing the game, and you just catch it and throw it out in battle. You know. Yeah. So. But I'll always remember. Yeah. Um, it does have an evolution, Palace Sand, um, which is also it's the Sand Castle Pokemon, same type. Or the Sand Palace Pokemon. Yeah, because of the name. Oh, I just got Palace it. Sand. Yeah. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't go for pale sand or well, something like that. See, yeah, I, pale, it but. could really be said either way, but I think it is palace sand because uh-huh. the German one is like it uses coliseum and sand yeah. together. So. Pale sand would also be like the small, like that would be a good name for a pre, like, but a castle is more than a pale. Yeah, and then pale like. sand and palace sand are too similar that you wouldn't want the two yeah. evolutions being that close to each other, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, thanks for Anyways, clarifying Palisand. No, you're, you're welcome. I'm glad I could contribute something to this discussion. <laughs> um, so Palisand controls human adults, it says, which is awesome. So he's still super creepy. Um, it moves about searching for its prey. Uh, and it has a nice little picture on the website of it basically killing a Pikachu, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, How do you know it's not a Mimikyu? Because they don't look the same. And this is just like a... I didn't like see a sinkhole, so. man. It, it's it's yeah. creepy looking. Yeah, for, uh, the Pikachu has X's on its eyes. Oh, yeah. It's it's de- yeah zoom zoom that in for him real quick if you can. Yeah. It's definitely a Pikachu. Um, no, this site doesn't want to zoom in. Oh. It's annoying. Uh, it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. I love it. And it's it's got the same ability, like I said, as it's pre-evolution. So nothing else really about it. It's just cool. So all those people that hate the Sandcastle Pokemon, I think your 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 mind's going to change once you kind of read about it which I saw on the internet happen a lot this week. But um, that's really it for Pokemon Sun and Moon news. The only other thing that's somewhat interesting, um, no Japanese trailer for these yet. And they usually come out at the Hmm. same time. Um, The Japanese site also updated uh, just with random Pokemon they added to the list. So um, at some point in the past week, week and a half, they added Dragonite and Zubat to... um, their list of Pokemon on the Sun and Moon site. They also have now added Gyarados, uh, Spiro, and I just saw it. I'm scrolling through here. Uh, okay, can't scroll through. Let's go back. Now this isn't uh, Pinsir. a Pinsir. Pinsir's on the site now too. So I'm guessing those ones that they list here are not getting Alolan forms because oh. they're just randomly there for no hmm. good reason that I can tell. Hmm. That's it. 
All right. So let's talk about Pokemon Go and what's going on there. And yes, Pokemon Go is still a thing and things are, are changing. There hasn't been a new version update as far as to know. I don't think there was any uh, big version changes this week. So I imagine they're still testing the new um, uh, radar thing. And that's going to be the next big push is that that'll roll out to everybody. But there was still some big news in Pokemon Go this week uh, where, uh, guess what? They started banning people. They started banning people big time yes, in did. Pokemon Go, which I think a lot of us have been sitting here going, it's about freaking time they start banning people. Um, this was a public post that they made over on their Google Plus and their Facebook because because Niantic talks to us now, which as a longtime Ingress player, I want to remind you, this is a new place for all of us. <laughs> We're not used to such open communication and such. So this this is this is great. Anyway, so they made a post that says after reviewing many reports of in-game cheating, we have started taking action against players taking unfair advantage of and abusing Pokemon Go. Moving forward, we will continue to terminate accounts that show clear signs of cheating. So listen up, all you people that are putting eggs on gyms and all that exploits and, and all that stuff. Spoofing GPS. You're and- you're gonna be kicked out and I'm happy to hear that, so bye. Um our main priority with Pokemon Go is to provide a fair, fun, and legitimate game experience for all players. If our system is determined that you cheated, you will receive an email stating that your account has been terminated, and then they go on to give a link. If you believe this has been done incorrectly, here's a link. Here's the one problem with this is that, you know, whenever you do bans in mass like this, there are going to be people that were legitimate that get cro- caught up in the crossfire. And I shared a story on a previous episode that I know somebody that's happened to in Ingress that I, I really do believe. You know, there's always going to be that... Did they screw up one time and they just don't want to tell anybody because, you know, they don't want people to know. But I, I really do believe this person, like, wouldn't do that. Like, I just don't see that happening. But anyway, anyway they, they cannot get their ban reversed with Niantic on that game. And it's been, like, almost two months now at this point. Ouch. So, I mean, like, the problem is Niantic does not have the staff to moderate the game they've created. Yeah. So if you got banned I and you really, truly can sit there and say, I did nothing wrong... It's going to take a long time to hear back, and I it still may not even go your way, I'm sorry to say. But my advice is to try to kind of make some noise, I suppose. Um, but, you know, there are going to be people out there that are going to say, oh, well, you're just mad you got caught and so forth. Because, unfortunately, there are a lot of people where it's like they made one bad decision, they got caught, but they think if they can kind of talk louder than that, that... It'll go their way, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a line. Get in it. You know, I I don't have much sympathy for the cheaters in in games like this. I, mean, I don't either. Not, I don't either. There's not a there's not a competitive edge that cheating gets you, except for catching them all, I, I guess. But it's still it's still a game that's been designed to get people up off the couch, you know, away from their computers, their consoles, their 3ds's, whatever. And and just to get out there and socialize with other people that are enjoying this this wonderful game that they've created. And if you're inside spoofing a GPS or, you know, just finding ways to break the game and make it harder for other people to actually enjoy the game, I, I don't have any sympathy for it. You know, and, and I'm glad they have a way to voice your your ideals that maybe you didn't cheat and maybe there was a mistake or maybe you were the guy that walked, you know, 10 miles every day trying to hatch all your eggs and it just seemed like a really strange you know, influx of egg hatching on your account and they thought it was sus- suspicious, but 
Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Rob. That there's not any sort of way for them to moderate those requests in any yeah. sort of efficient manner. And, and any anything that they're doing to ban is uh, don't don't. I mean, the reality is somebody is not sitting there looking at each and every account, going, "Has this account done something fishy?" <laughs> like, yeah. it, whatever they're doing, are broad stroke computer. Either you did this or you didn't, and it's, yeah. if you did it, you're out. The algorithms has certain. Yeah. limits and after one limit has been breached exactly and it's just, oh you're gone and exactly. that's it's unfortunate but that's the only way it can be done with the most popular app on the google play and app store but ever. whatever niantic do, is doing as far as their anti-spoofing efforts you know it, it seems to be working because again going back to ingress where i think a lot of this is also being used we had a big field up for like three days from some very hard to reach portals. And usually that type of stuff, especially one that big, would, because this is a, a million plus a layer, which is a big, I know not all you know Ingress terms, Sorry. but it's a big score. It's a big score. We'll put it that way. Um, and so uh, we, we were all expecting it to get spoofed down after a checkpoint, and it lasted for three days. And so that was, it, somebody tried to spoof it. I'm not sure why they stopped, perhaps because we all. Like we, they didn't realize we actually had people at the lighthouse who could. That there was one of the nodes. People were actually there looking around. We don't see this person. If if huh. somebody was attacking this portal, we would see this person. And that was that was a really stupid move because that was a level eight player, like a pretty you know higher level player in this area that spoofed their account to try to take that down. So like a ton of us reported it. Oh geez. because it's like we got the receipts. You're cheating. Get out. You know and. I, I would do it to my own teammate if they were doing that type of thing. I, I have no tolerance for spoofers in a game that is all about going to locations and going on adventures. And Pokemon Go is no different in that regard. Yeah. You know, if you're spoofing and being in gyms that you shouldn't really be at, you guys all know how I felt about the Twitch thing and the, like the people were getting away with just sitting there and saying they're in Central Park when they're not. Yeah. So, and I'm glad Twitch took uh, moves against that. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm hoping there aren't a lot of innocent people that got caught up in it. But um, I, I, I don't know. Um, we'll just have to kind of hear some of these stories about some of the people and who are getting caught up in it. I did hear something about somebody in Belgium, <clears throat> I guess, was testing some type of automated thing. Long story short, ended up getting the whole country banned somehow. No kidding. IP address. It was IP bans, not account bans. Oh, but, yeah, Niantic somehow banned a set of IP addresses that got all of Belgium locked out of the game. Holy smokes. I'm sure that's fixed by now, but, yeah. So, oh. Well done. People need, <laughs> people need to just stop cheating. Stop ruining it for everybody. Well, now, there are stories out there about Pokemon Go losing its popularity, which, if you're playing the game, really doesn't come as a surprise. We kind of all knew the bubble was going to burst at some point. I mean, the game is still big. Yeah. But it's definitely not like the OMG crazy times it was like you go to old town sack where we are for example you know those first couple weeks it was a nut house now it's crazy like, you know people are playing there's definitely still obviously people playing but it's not the madhouse it was the first couple weeks that's pretty typical and normal for yeah. for most any first two three four week for sort sure. of uh i guess fad you know when when the the hype train rolls in everyone's on board they're loving it they're having a great time You'll you'll start seeing the the casual players, I guess. If you yeah, casual players for mobile games, but you'll start seeing the casual players just start to dwindle out because of server instabilities. I mean, those probably cleared a lot of people out within the first week that just kind of had it. But server instabilities, app instabilities, um, you know, the the changes to the tracking system that I guess we'll touch on later. Um, but just the changes to the application. 
have weeded out, you know, the I guess the hunter style types, and even which then, is me, just, yeah, I love which, hunting. and we we kind of talked about those changes in previous shows. So I don't want to rehash too much, oh, okay. but but we do know that some of that is going to come back. You know, obviously they're testing in San Francisco right now, yes. which is going to be interesting for all of us to see today, since we plan to head over there. That's We're going to get some magic carps. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see when they do a big version update, how many come back. But what I wanted to bring up was how, you know, nobody knows how much is it. So we're trying to figure out what is the number. Cause you know, Niantic's not going to say, oh, we've lost all these players. Well, there's a study out there according to survey monkey intelligence for whatever that's, I know survey monkey is a huge, like polling thing. You can create your own polls online, yep. but survey monkey intelligence has run uh, a report that says Pokemon go has seen a loss of 22.7%. But that's okay. That's still pretty yeah. decent. Meaning it's going from forty million down to thirty million, which is still kind of like okay. Well, that's still kind of a big deal. I mean, that's that's a that's a wound, but it's not a it's not a deep cut. Still you know, the biggest, still the biggest cell phone game out there by far. And that's that's yeah. just the first week players that got super hyped for it, and they're like, oh, I'm going to play this forever, and then yeah. they just kind of set their phone down and don't open the app again and never go back outside, and that's that's fine. And this is measuring if you use the app at least once a week, you're considered an active person. So yep. this isn't necessarily people playing it every day, but I would say once a week is fair. You know, that means you're still checking in and looking at it and so forth. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the, also kind of pointed out that most apps will only retain about 30 to 40 percent of people after the same amount of time. Pokemon Go is looking at 80 percent. So despite all these frustrations people have. I think a lot of folks are still sticking it out. Probably there's a lot of folks that maybe they're not playing as aggressively as they were. Like, I think I fall in that category. Yeah. I'm not playing as aggressively, but I'm certainly playing once a week, if not at least opening the app a couple times a day just to be like, hmm, is there anything around? Hmm, okay. You know, yeah. I, I still do that. Even. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'll yeah. leave it open when I'm at work at my desk. Exactly. You'll get the random spawns. You know, I found a Hitmonlee at my desk, you know, a few weeks ago. I was pretty stoked for that. But I think when some of these tracking changes come back and word gets around about that, I think I think whenever that San Francisco test rolls out nationwide or, or you know, worldwide, I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I want to check this out. And they're yeah. going to bring up the app again. If it's anything like the original launch with the three-foot tracker, the three-foot steps that you have a way of knowing how close or how far away you are from the Pokemon, uh-huh. I think that's going to bring a, either a resurgence or it's just going to keep the numbers almost exactly where they're at mm. because that's the main reason why I haven't really gone out to Old Sack lately or haven't you know, walked around or played at lunch or whatever when I'm at work. It's just... I don't have any way of finding out where the heck this guy is, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get this done in a, in a lunch hour. It's it's impossible. I, I find a lot of what it is right now is the nests. Like a lot of people are trading the intel online that, oh, if you go to Roseville and you go to Maidu, that's where all the jinxes are. So if you need a jinx, which is true information by the way, if you need a jinx, that's where you go to get the jinx right oh. now. Or if you need, um, what is it that hangs out at the fairy tale town? I think it's Pikachu. So you go over there, and that's where you can get all the Pikachus. Um, or my friend was convinced that Sam's Club had Scythers. So we went over there to try to catch a Scyther. Empty wasteland. Couldn't find anything. But oh. I got a Scyther randomly in downtown Davis the oh, other nice. day. The other day. So, Congrats. Uh, that, that was, uh, yeah, very exciting. So a new Pokemon for me. So um, Anyway, one other quick thing I want to mention with Pokemon Go is that uh, – um, you know, we, we love these stories about small businesses that are capitalizing on Pokemon Go's success, yeah. which, you know, living here in Sacramento and watching what's happening to Old Town Sacramento, which like this game has boosted business down there so much. That's Huge. a really great thing. 
That's a really great thing for all those businesses down there. So, um, <clears throat> well, worldwide, of course, there's creative ideas out there. And uh, there's a company in Europe uh, that is actually – it's called Viator. And I guess they're part of Travelocity. But they're doing 13 different tours around Europe. Oh, I guess the U.S. is actually included in this too. And it's uh, by car or on foot. And they can be from 90 minutes to three hours. And I guess when they do the driving tours, they have Wi-Fi. And it's all about Pokemon Go tours. So you can so so it's like okay you know how like in Hollywood you can get on the bus that goes to all the stars homes which I think is so creepy it is so creepy yeah like what you know or if it was places (laughs) that they used to live or if it's like landmarks like here's where we shot a movie that's one thing but like going to where people live like that's creepy but anyway um, obviously there's a big market in that so imagine that but it's we're gonna go around to all the big Pokemon places in town so you can catch Pokemon and I kind of. I think it's, it's idea. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, it. I just don't like. I guess speaking a little bit to the what was it? The Holocaust Museum in Germany that right. requested and actually got their Pokestop taken out because of all the players that went there. Right. That was the Holocaust Museum in New York, but you you're um, you're kind of of uh, blending because what happened is that one of the um, concentration camps, I think it was actually Auschwitz in Germany, had portals and ingress at it and so there was a story a while ago about how people were actually playing it was kind of you know because this is before pokemon go people were playing ingress at which you know it's it's just not appropriate at a place like that so uh niantic kind of went oh crap yeah that's really not good so they actually removed all the portals from a place like which in turn is going to sweep out the pokey stops before that ever launched so so you had both things happen and and i i I like the idea that you can submit a request to get pokey stops taken out because I don't, I don't like these tours for the own. The, the main reason is that I don't want it taking away from the historical significance of a place. You know, I guess you know, making money on it, that's fine. That's the business doing that. But having the Poke Stop at a place of historical significance, like the Holocaust Museum, like Auschwitz, it it brings people to that location for the wrong reason. Yeah, totally. And I don't totally. want that to be. I don't think these tours are going to go to places like that, though. I think these are, you know, it's probably like sightly places. Yeah. It's going to be parks, waterfronts, places that are very densely populated with uh, pokey stops and, and that's stuff. And perfectly fine. Yeah. That's I just the you know, zoo. I don't want it being like, you know. <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to do anything like that. Yeah. Uh, you're probably wondering how much it costs. 18 bucks to do a safari bus tour in Memphis. Wow, that's cheap. 246 bucks for a private tour in Vienna, Austria. Uh, there's also tours in Bulgaria, Germany, Spain, Italy, Croatia. Uh, so there's um, a lot of uh, a lot of these tours coming up. Well, I better be getting more than Wi-Fi cool. if I'm taking that driving tour for three hundred dollars plus. I also think since you brought up the whole fact that Pokemon Go stops need to be removed, and I I do agree that things need to be removed. You guys also have to remember, and you're probably wondering, like, how the hell did these things get in the museum in the first place? Remember that um, Ingress players were encouraged to submit portals, right? Yes. But there was actually a badge. Some of you Pokemon Go players may not realize this. There was a badge or an achievement in Ingress tied to how many portals did you submit that got accepted into the game. And if you did, like, I think it's 10, you got a bronze... 50 was a silver, and so on and so on. I'm, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Some of the leveling in Ingress, like to go from level 8 to 9, is locked behind not just experience or AP, but badges. So you have to have so many badges that are gold, so many badges that are silver, in order to level up. 
So Niantic was really encouraging people to just flood their system with all these requests for portals at these historic places because the badge thing was locked behind it. So from that element, that's why people went into the Holocaust Museum because they knew that it would probably get accepted because it's certainly historically relevant yep. and would help them with their badge. That's oh, how course. we got in this situation is a, is kind of a poor decision, I think, that Niantic made all those years ago to put a badge behind it. Now, granted, they got rid of that at the end of 2014, but they they have this huge backlog in Ingress they never caught up in. And, you know, so so my point is they do need to figure out a way for us to be able to submit new places, not just for Ingress, but for Pokemon Go as well. Um, you know, and if that's a business throwing down 99 bucks to get a stop at their location or something, yeah. then fine. But, you know, they, they, Niantic really needs to figure out how to open that up to new submissions again. Yeah, and so. not just for players. You know, businesses do need a way to to request that without some sort of account. You know, mm-hmm. uh, PayPal them the money or, you know, sign up for a business account in – it was, it was uh, what, Google – your Google account can sign in, and what was the actual term for the Pokemon account? The, Pokemon, the trainers club, or the whatever trainers it is, club. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't see business owners, you know, like forty or fifty year old manager of a restaurant or a bar signing up and logging into a Pokemon website to try to get one of those things set up. I think like Niantic needs a place for submission on their Niantic site as a professional sort of application area, and then that would that would be a great way for them to do it because I, you know, it's it's going to be more of a a potential pride thing, or I guess it's seen as a little childish for some people to log onto a Pokemon website to, to request a Pokestop. And eh, business is business. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> true. But it's you know I think once once businesses have a way of getting that option submitted, either it's it's going to get crazy, stupid, saturated with Pokestops five you know every block or something like that, or it's going to make the game better by having them spread out more and and giving people that live in you know, less inhabited areas, you know, in rural or, or, you know, even some, some suburban sections, just a way to get out and play the game. Because I've seen it on the Pokemon Go subreddit that people that live out in the middle of nowhere, you know, Wyoming, Kansas or whatever, have trouble getting out to any stops. And they're stuck with the Pidgeys and Rattatas they can catch outside their door if there's anything like that anyways. Yeah. So, so. hopefully, hopefully they'll do something. But yeah, it... it... <laughs> We, the thing that I worry if they open it up to just anybody in Pokemon Go is that we're going to have the problem of people submitting statues on their own property and all this stuff again, which <laughs> people tried to do in Ingress. And let me tell you, there are some bullshit portals in Ingress because people <laughs> wanted a home portal, something that they could sit on top of. Like yep. there's there's this – I'm just I'm going to call it out right here. I don't even care. There's this one portal that is googly eyes on a tree – in somebody's backyard or something in there. And, and it's like, you can't, there's all these signs, like no trespassing. So it's like when they throw these massive links, that the team that, that um, owns this portal, when they throw like massive links over there, it's like impossible to kill because it's on somebody's private property. It's such a pain in the ass. It's like, That's it's such dumb. a bull portal. It's pardon my language, but it's such a bull portal that, you know, it's, it's on somebody's property and all that. So, and there, yeah. And, and I don't think Niantic has the staffing available for, moderation of those submissions uh exactly like the bands that we talked about earlier um that 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 could be a potential issue is just people or groups of friends or they all hang out in one certain spot and 10 15 25 people all like upvote a certain submission and it gets put into the game and you know anybody that has 
a relatively functioning GPS module in their phone can't hit or yeah. they start piling on or leveling it up or putting more Pokemon on top of it and it just becomes an unkillable gym that's basically just a revenue farm, you know, a Pokecoin farm for these people and that, that can be really problematic. Yeah. So I think there needs to be some introduction or, or hiring on of a moderator for those those stops or those submissions that could be very beneficial so it doesn't actually cause problems inside the game or, or I guess makes it a a very easy way to win. Well, let's hope Niantic um, hires some more people to match their growing game. Even if it is dropping off 20%, there's still a lot of people playing So yep. uh, to get in there and moderate. What do you think of all this, Shane? You've been awfully quiet. I've been following Pokemon news. What, what Pokemon? We're talking about Pokemon news like right Like important ones. Oh, like... Burn. Apparently, Worlds has a distribution going on right now mm. for three Pokemon you can get while you're there. Huh. Um, Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. Oh. They all come with the move Celebrate, and it looks like they all have their hidden abilities, too. Oh, that's cool. So that's just a special thing. So for just, 20th? Oh, uh, well, like Celebrate? I, I probably or possibly, or it's just because it's Worlds. Oh. Um, there's nothing else special about them that I can tell so far. They're not like exclusively shiny or anything like that so thank you for reminding me i really need to take my 3ds today yeah <laughs> try a street pass people charging, so, so awesome but that's more for shiny hunting really <laughs> all right well that was really actually all i hit, had for uh pokemon go so i think that brings us to the end of another episode we didn't talk about what we've done in pokemon this week again okay. i i apologize shane you, you, you we didn't check in with your shiny hunt and you got super a new offended. shiny last night what'd you get i got a shiny apom he's super pink um I've been on a drought lately, but I've, I didn't really play while I was in Pasadena. So I'm only at Which 79. Which is why I didn't think to check in because he was on vacation. <laughs> but anyway. I'm at 79 shinies now that are unique. Nice. Yes. What's your goal before sun and moon? 100. 100. Yeah. 100. Wow. Yeah. I think I can do it. I just have I think to. So. I, I just have to have a little more discipline. You just have to try harder. Yes. All right. Well, hey, Tyler, thank you for being here. Yeah, it's good to be you here. Did, thank you, you did a good good job. It was uh, great to have your perspective here on the show, and I'm sure we'll see you again, especially as the Pokemon Go news uh, ramps up, whenever they decide to put Gen 2 in that game or whatever whatever comes next with that. Yeah, please so, do. Awesome. Uh, well, that does do it for another edition of the Pokestop podcast. Shane, you'll be back next week, right? Yeah. We I will- don't see why... I wouldn't. I was going to say, we won't be here in a couple weeks because Labor Day weekend, we won't really be able to do a show. I will be at Dragon Con in Atlanta. So uh, hunting some Pokemon there. Yeah. So hope to see you guys there at Dragon Con in well, Atlanta. Well, and we, we may not even be here next week. Depends on if there's any news. It's true. It's true. So we're, we're a regular podcast, but if there isn't a lot of news, we won't try to force it. But don't forget, you guys can also tweet us at Pokestop Podcast. We haven't really had a lot of tweets or uh, emails, although granted, I, I forgot to check it this morning. So if we did have anything. There's probably like 14. Yeah, I know, right? The one time I didn't check it, there's probably a ton of stuff in there so i apologize if i didn't get your email we'll roll it over to next week um but uh thank you guys a pokestop podcast at gmail.com again if you want to send us an email but thank you guys very much for listening appreciate it help us spread the word tell a friend or two about the show uh appreciate a five-star review on itunes we only have like two reviews on itunes right now so uh please lend us a five-star review on itunes or wherever you found this show google Podcasts, or whatever it is and thank you guys very much for checking us out we'll see you next time Bye. bye Thanks for listening to the Pokestop Podcast. The Pokestop Podcast is an OLR Studios production. For more information on our network of other geek culture shows, visit vognetwork.com.